Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Have you been to New Orleans? We were there this spring. Oh man, I miss that place. I haven't been there in so long. You know, we got engaged there. Did you, you didn't get engaged the time that we were all there together, did you? No. I don't know. That would no. have been way too early. No, it was like... I think we were already like, hooked been up. been dating for like a week or two or something. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You were a, new. a very recent item. And what did you think? Were you like, <laughs> yes? Were you like, what? Is it a little punching below our weight here? <laughs> <laughs> you tuned into the Endless Honeymoon podcast. That's Tom Lennon. Oh, the we one started? and only. Well, we I started? Know, it was, we can start it, now. Oh, right. We started. We, we were having fun. Um, I thought, why not? Look, it's Tom Lennon, everybody. Uh, Hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, Moshe has just cornered Tom to ask him when he first met us if we seemed like we were it, in love. I remember you spoke to me more in sign language than I expected. <laughs> which, and I was, Why? Is that true? Well, I just wasn't expecting it, but uh, you were explaining to me your, your complicated diet. Uh-huh. Needs. In sign somehow, language, did my no. deaf, the deaf background came up too. Uh, well, no, you just—I I, so think subconsciously you sort of sign a lot. Ah, interesting. Or you, you were doing it at, at least at that point when we were eating at a terrific restaurant that I'm going to plug rem- because it doesn't exist. We were having dinner. Remember what it was? Irene. I, re- I remember Stella. It was an old Stella, rest- was a yeah. restaurant called Irene. Stella. Irene's was the place we got engaged, actually. Did you get engaged at Irene's? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Talk and, it, it's NOLA talk, ladies Should and gentlemen. Should we just plug, welcome to NOLA talk <laughs> on the Endless Honeymoon podcast? Wait, but this is so mm-hmm. cute because Moshe, we went to Irene's mm-hmm. and no table was good enough. And that's not his personality. So he was like, can we move? Like, that's more me trying to move all the time. He's like, mm-hmm. can we move to that table? And then this he was is like, all- is there another table? And then he didn't ask me there. And then we I walked. got too nervous. He got too nervous at the restaurant. I couldn't do it. At the restaurant, you couldn't do it at I, Irene's Cuisine. Now, that would have been the old Irene's Cuisine where sometimes they had an altar for St. Joseph's Day that and stuff like right. that. And it's a little tiny place with a piano player. Yes. Yeah. 
And you got nervous in there. I got too nervous because mm-hmm. there were people around. I didn't want to do the thing where. So you, did you get down on one knee when you got engaged? I did. Did you pick a tiny restaurant because you were proposing to a tiny lady? <laughs> <laughs> because the old Irene's cuisine is just so small. Um, I did not. I, there was nothing miniature about. You just thought I'll get her on her turf. <laughs> A little little Italian lady. No, I got too nervous. Cuisine. I got nervous that it was maybe too big, and so I took her to a toadstool. <laughs> and uh, they have at Storybook Land, yeah. also in uh, New Orleans. It's a great. We're doing a great walking tour. This is the Endless Honeymoon Podcast's walking tour of New, of New Orleans, Louisiana City Park. Uh, Storybook Land does have a lily pad for all your proposal. Needs mm-hmm. you can um, just plop your little wife down on a lily pad. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad that we knew Tom before we went to New Orleans because our trip was so much better. It Remember, was. he told us the best person to give us a scary tour. Oh, was that your recommendation? That guy, Jonathan Vice. Oh, the, um, the greatest ghost. Jonathan Vice ghost tours. Uh, we're gonna th- shout it out on the endless honeymoon. Honestly, that was podcast. amazing. Honestly, the greatest ghost tour I've ever been to. He was so goth. Mm-hmm. He would do this thing. How goth was he? (laughs) He was so goth. He didn't smoke cloves. He ate them. Um, Oh, my God. Now that's Uh. goth. He would do this thing where he would say he would do the punchline of the because they have Mm -hmm. punchlines. By the way, dear, dear friend of mine, Jonathan, having a baby like next week. Amazing. Shout out Endless Honeymoon Podcast to Jonathan and Brandy Uh, 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 having a baby like next week. No, but do you know that Mm -hmm. feeling? And you already knew he was good. You you know that feeling when you're when you're. When you get a massage, or when you go, where you where you 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 just are like, oh, I I've stumbled into greatness. Mm. Oh, I got the best version of this particular person that exists. Often, That's how I yeah, felt. Because you also, very often you don't. That, you know, very often you don't. So often you don't. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time you guys took the TMZ bus tour here? <laughs> it's not what it used to <laughs> it's, be. It's not what it, It's never. I never get the good one. I just never get the good one. Do you guys ever slow down and kind of bat your eyelashes when the TMZ van comes by or the bus comes by? You know, we actually don't I lie. Don't, there isn't. I, there the is the only time I've ever like been. Like when you're in Hollywood and it goes by, you you don't like ever like just get a little closer to the window and kind of. No, but I'll tell you, I did. Know, na- like... I did Zanies in Nashville, and I was outside, maybe smoking a cigarette or something. And the t- guy from TMZ came up to me and started asking me questions. I go, "How slow is Nashville that you're coming to Zanies to just some stand-up comic and asking him questions? Like, mm. like th- that's what don't you, say that about you yourself. You want to get snapped don't, by you the don't paps. say that about yourself. B, by the way, I, I miss the pops because I used to get, uh, used to be like you'd land at the airport and it was a guaranteed pop shot. I mean, guaranteed you get Tom, to Tom, you're more famous than yeah. us. I'm not sure that's taking our pictures. doesn't feel relatable. doesn't feel relatable to our listeners or to the hosts. Aren't you on a, uh, welcome back to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast, aren't you on a thing with a uh, with, uh, uh, chef and you do all that stuff? You're, you're, uh, I it's texted you. Rat in the Kitchen. You're on Rat in the Kitchen. How was that? That was great. It was canceled. But canceled, but network money for a little while, right? It was oh, nice. Yeah. And money. she was gone for 16 weeks. Oh, hey, come yes, on, yes, you guys. Yes, brother. <laughs> Wait, speaking of gone, Tom, you moved out of Hollywood. You're like, fuck this. I uh, I didn't technically do say fuck this because we, we, I'm here now. I, I understand. You have work. You're in demand. There was a, uh, not true, and B's only somewhat <laughs> true. And then D, uh, at the beginning, do you remember when 2020? 22, the news program? Your, yeah, 2020. Yeah. It was terrific. Hugh it was like, I'm Hugh Downs. Yeah. And this <laughs> is sure. blah, blah, blah. John um, Stussel. I'm John Stussel. I'm just saying names that you say. But So do you remember the year uh, 2020? And I know you guys have a different calendar, so I apologize in advance. Oh, Jews, you mean? Yes. Yeah, to me, that I, I <laughs> immediately just... translated to 5773. But yes, go ahead. So the year, the the Christian year, 2000, 200, 20,000. The year of your Lord. Yeah. Uh, do you remember Los Angeles that year? 
You talking? You talking pandemic? Yeah. Oh, you talking like, pandemic right now? Like oh, it was crack of pandemic. Crack oh, of pan. crack of pan. Oh, mm. that was um, just, just no one was out. Well, if people were out, it was like guy walking across the pavilions parking lot with his dong out, who was also <laughs> peeing and walking across the pavilions parking lot, going dong, da, dong, dong, dong. I remember that, dong, guy. Dong, that guy. The thong song, Cisco. So basically, only Cisco was out in LA. LA Cisco, got worse. I did look it up, and it was Cisco because we're. <laughs> Were, he follows me on Twitter and he was just having a weird day. Yeah, yeah. He changed um, thong to dong. And uh, so that w- it was kind of a weird year, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, just had a, like a crazy notion. I'm sure you've had this notion. I mean, you have a, a strange van that uh, I have a strange has. van yeah. um, where you think like, maybe I need to like just get the hell out of here for mm, a second. I like that instinct. Yeah. So we uh, we bought a house. You know where I live? I live kind of by Bobcat Goldthwait now. You yeah. live like on, or you live uh, in Wisconsin. I live in Wisconsin. Now, when you and got I'm there, did Illinois. they give you the t-shirt? Were you, uh, you when have I to got wear it? They, you have to buy it. Oh, you have to buy it. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's weird. It's like, uh, have you ever been to Paisley Park? Uh, sure. They yeah. just like, they, you're stuck at the gift shop and they yeah. need you to buy uh-huh. something. But it's like that. So if, It's very hard uh-huh. for me to to love the Midwest because I don't find it charming like I do the South. The weather's bad. <laughs> The people, especially where I'm from, like in Minnesota type area, they're all very passive aggressive. I know, but my mom, her, she grew up on a farm in Minnesota and it's like, it's very like, say the opposite of what you mean. You know, it's, it's not, what do you love about the Midwest? Okay. uh, What do I love about the Midwest? This is a great uh, question. Um, It was going to be asked whether you're the guest or not. (laughs) You know, it. It's interesting. I saw somebody ask Prince kind of this like same thing about like, why the fuck would you live in Minneapolis? It's crazy. And he's like, well, it gets really, really cold a lot. And it really filters out a lot of weird people that you don't have to fucking deal with. It's just interesting. <laughs> like, like in paradise, there's like, tough. Oh, in paradise, there's everybody's around. Like, pavilions with my thing out. Um, At least it keeps them indoors. Yeah. In the Wisconsin, cold. uh, it really, you know, I mean, we just don't, there's times we don't see anybody. There was a day that we, we moved to a lake. It's like beautiful yeah. in Wisconsin, right? Wisconsin's extremely beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the, I'd love to there's act water. Like, no, no, I live at like the a freshwater lake. And it's but really but nice. I mean, for the end of the world, I think Wisconsin is like a good. Is it going to make it? It's the future. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. What's, what's weird. I don't know if you read these like scary articles. I feel like you probably do. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like you're. Uh, we're, we're, we're light preppers. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, hyster- we're Jewish. You're yeah. hysterical yeah. preppers. Yeah. Um, you feel like we're mentally ill hysterical preppers. I didn't say you were mentally ill. I feel like I know you're just prep. Sure. I think about... You know, like John Popper from Blues Driver, like we love him and he's cool, but then he's also got like an armored car with hundreds of guns I in it. I did not know that about <laughs> Yeah, like we all love him. Blues so I feel like if somebody told me like, oh, you know Moshe's got like, no, he bought it. Yeah, he has a tank that you can legally drive in Silver Lake. I'd be like, I, I believe that. I bought the tank mm-hmm. and then I th- and then somebody immediately said, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Because mm-hmm. I have the van. Where are you going to... I've seen the van. Where? How are you going to get through the, the roving bands of Nazis that have put roadblocks up? What are you going to do now? Mm. I'm not even going to get out of L.A. I'm going to be stopped at Pacoima. My throat's slit. You're not going, my you're not going east, are you? <laughs> Maybe north there's east. nothing but Nazis. <laughs> I don't know if you checked. Oh. Oh, Idaho? Yeah. Idaho. Yeah. That's well, I can't go from. north. Pacific Shit. Northwest is my escape hatch. Like uh, the Because uh, there's no Nazis there? What? Can we go no. to the big board? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to... 
show me there are, there are Nazis in the Pacific Northwest. Wow. The, um, the, okay. the, they, uh, they want to start, don't Olymp- they have a separate Oregon that's just Olympic Wait, Godzilla? Wait, I, I, I think that's... I see one on the big board. Um, I think Uh-oh. I see it right, oh, right there. Oh, there we go. Big board. I, um, I think of the Olympic Peninsula. That's where I think, that's my, my, uh, my mm. fantasy about, you know, getting a shack in the Olympic Peninsula in Washington and that's where I escape to. Mm-hmm. There'll be water. No? Go to Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll you'll be out there. Yeah, I'll be yeah. fine, right? Um, I don't know if we'll be fine. <laughs> At least I our mean, daughter's uh, blonde. <laughs> yeah, we're transporting this gentile child to safety. <laughs> That's what you said. That's what we say to the Nazis. <laughs> uh, we work for her. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of, like, there is so much Nazi shit going on these days, guys. That it's gotten real casual. We chatted in New York about this. Mm-hmm. What's with all the Nazi stuff? There's like people just casually tweet Nazi stuff, and then you're driving down Las Vegas. I was in Las Vegas last week and people who just posted like very anti-Semitic stuff are like 80 feet tall. Oh, they're in the on on, a building on the billboard. And and everybody's <laughs> like, that's fine. Yeah. We're, we're kind of getting desensitized to that. I, I wouldn't name names cause you don't have to cause everybody's anti-Semitic these days on the social medias. And it's even Natasha scary. a little bit. Well, we're hoping our fans aren't. And, uh, yeah. Okay. So Wisconsin, you live by a lake. You love it. Live by a lake. No Nazis. Um, you know what? It is a pr- like I w- I was worried when I got to Wisconsin because I'm fairly snowflakey. If you you yeah. guys know me, you're coastal. You're a libtard. Very coastal. Yeah, I'm a classic libtard. Yeah, <laughs> like you're such a libtard. You're worried about saying the word libtard that, that not you're at gonna, all. You're I get in trouble I, for it. Like I could have a T-shirt that says. It. I mean, <laughs> but I'm like super into yoga. You should put it right under there. Midwest yeah, libtard. <laughs> I don't have a podcast yet. Um, so you're going to have one after this. Yeah, I was worried. I'm like, is this going to be a bunch of like scary people that hate me? And the answer is no. But of course, I'm also, as my wife frequently points out, I'm a bad test to see if people are nice or normal, you know, because she thinks that people act differently because I'm like the wallpaper of, from Reno 911 and stuff. People are excited that you're in their community. Yeah, that yeah, I changed. She thinks I changed the experiment. Yeah, mm. a little bit. Like it's not a good test if someone's nice if they're nice to me. That is true. Your wife is and correct. She's probably correct. Yeah, it's yeah. like when um, it's like when Woody Allen moved to Viter, Texas. You know, they they loved him <laughs> and they're they're a stronghold well, of the love, clan. I mean, that run the run of Hannah and her sisters, <laughs> husbands and wives, everybody in Viter was just. Why like, you did Hannah? Oh. You did Hannah and her sisters in one year, and then husbands and wives the next year, and then bullets over Broadway the next year. Well, listen. Mm-hmm. Speaking of traveling, mm-hmm. yeah, you are going on a. I think it's a pretty small tour, but aren't you guys doing a state tour? I was talking to Michael Ian Black. We're doing a, a state tour. I don't know all the dates yet, but I can say th- these come out very quickly. The yeah, three weeks. Check, check his weeks? website. Three weeks. Oh, we'll already have <laughs> been up. We we'll go we'll August, put it sooner. We'll uh, put we can it flip sooner. it. Oh, it doesn't matter. We'll flip that uh, board. Actually, but then it's perfect. I'll plug the New York shows. We have uh, we have at least three shows in New York, October 16th, 17th, 18th. I Where are you at in New York? We're to... Uh, Oh, this is kind of funny. We're at a theater in New York called the Paramount Times Square. And love the location. Got the got the contract for the gigs, which was fun. And the address is 1515 Broadway, which weirdly is the first place that the state ever had an office. <gasps> Whoa, that's that so weird. That is amazing. Yeah, so we had uh we were doing a horrible show called You Wrote It, You Watch It on MTV and the MTV building is that huge 15, right. 15 in Times Square. And they, for some reason, because there were so many of us, they had, they gave, gave Beavis and Butthead had the hallway and they gave us like the corner glass office that, looking directly into Times Square 
like you know, then it became the TRL studio for a while. Right, I remember. You were probably that. there. Yeah. Listen, what, if you don't know what the state is or you haven't mm. heard of the state, this is like these people pretty much invented modern sketch I'm, I, but it's not, not even, an overstatement not mm, even yeah. modern sketch comedy I, mean, I think you guys were influential for all comedy for for alternative comedy for for everything and you know i also yeah and from that came stella and that was one of the first things i saw when i moved here and i have to say i auditioned for reno 911 i didn't even know if i wanted to be a comedian or an actress or what and after that audition and then i got to work with you tom and you made me so funny just by like saying yes and in a way that I never knew how to say it. Like, Cause I remember I was playing a prostitute and I was like, can I have a cigarette? And he was like, yeah. And then all of a sudden we just had this like great scene. Like I would never, you know, it's like, no, you're the cop. Why would you say that? So it's like, I just feel like that started my entire career. So I really have you oh, responsible. Uh, oh, for to wrap up the state thing, you can go to the, dash state.com and there's tickets to all the shows everywhere um but yeah you we instantly met you you did i don't know how many times you did reno number one probably six seven eight at least a lot it's a lot um and then you were also in all of our uh, the ones that never went some fun ones like the one called the strip which was about the gross like disgusting hooters i got to play yeah. jenna bush but then fox wouldn't let us make fun of his that might have been a we had a legal problem <laughs> Uh, in a we movie. We the Bush twins in the Reno 911 movie. <laughs> Did you... Um, so we might have forgotten to clear some stuff sometimes. I'm curious <laughs> yeah. if you, as you guys are reconstituting... Are a little how do you do over there. <laughs> I'm curious girl. as you guys are reconstituting into mm -hmm. a group. What did? What are you doing? Are you writing brand new sketches together? It's a, I'd say it's uh, it's almost an exactly 50-50 mix of like... Classics. Totally, totally new material. And then classics and actually new sketches with old characters. Was it fun to sit around and like start writing sketches with people you were working with 25 years ago? Or no. do you want to kill no. them? No. <laughs> it was arduous? Um, no, no. It's, I, 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 I jest. But, you know, it's always, uh, there's, you know, it's an interesting thing about the state. Like Michael Showalter, Joe Latrulio, Ken Marino. It's a weird rogues gallery. Carrie Kinney. Yeah. Uh, Ken Ian Marino, Black. Michael, Michael Ian Black. Black. He's got to be a dud in a room. I mean, he's got Black. Be, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's just the lot. worst. I yeah, mean, he's the lot. worst. The worst. No, person. he was in our. He was in he our was another lot. period writer I room, and he was amazing. I yeah. That's what I'm referencing. He stayed in our apartment. I just forgot. We've been alive so long that I forgot I was on that show of yours for like many years in a row. That was you a rough were great show. On it. That was a rough show to do. Why? The outfits. Oh, it was uh, hard. It was so hot. Oh yeah. Mm. We're always filming up at that weird mansion. The problem See, is you're, dre I, I you're, you're, think you're dressed you're, for Newport wool on shooting wool in L.A. On wool on, like, starch. Yeah, yeah. well, you but know. But really, I mean, fun. I, you, you're used to the those air-conditioned studios, yeah. Tom. You I know. love that I'm complaining about my outfit on another period, <laughs> but I've never complained about, literally, we just drag you through gravel on Reno 911 all the time. Well, it is where I came up with my pantsless horror uh, mm -hmm. character. Did you that come I was up with it or you just, are you, you're, you're, I, I had to audition for you and you said either you're calling the cops on us or someone's mm -hmm. called the cops on you. And I said, someone's called the cops on me. And then I didn't wear pants. I just wore well, a big shirt to the audition. What you did was you kept, you had a whole bunch, you had a bunch of different outfits in a big bag. Oh, I and did. And you hated each outfit and had a reason to change out of it. But I was wasted too. I remember I was, was pretending really, was like really I was really wasted. Funny. And then when I got to the set, no. I was my 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 first dressing room door said pantsless hooker. Yeah. And that was what you welcome. 
Well, that's who I well, first fell in love with. It. Mm-hmm. Tiny pantsless hooker. Tiny pantsless hooker. Tiny pantsless hooker and Midwest libtard. <laughs> okay, well. Anyway, the Midwest, I uh, love it. What do we do? Nazis everywhere. Oh, uh, I have something. Another period. I have something for you, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of the things I like about Hollywood. Mm. The milieu. We, is yeah. uh, is that I was Decor. watching stuff with my daughter, mm-hmm. and we flipped on freaking Night at the Museum, and she, lo- I mean, lo- loved it. It always talks about what right. what was that show we watched where the man mm-hmm. lives at the museum, and mm-hmm. the she loves. She's it. even seen two. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking hey. to myself, hey, I had it Stella with this guy, mm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Wait, and also, you, she also loves played, the we character. We played One-Eyed Jacks together. That's right. We, I played One-Eyed Jacks that actually with that was guy. a great, that's a great venue. That's a good venue. Good venue. But Tom, um, you play some guy in Tinkerbell because we- Scribble. I, I, Do you mean Scribble the- Is that his name? Because that's yeah. her favorite character. Scribble. It's in like seven of it's, these Tinkerbell movies. Everybody's favorite character. What we're trying to say is Aww. if you met our Gentile daughter in Wisconsin, <laughs> she would she treat you really well. She got blonde hair and blue eyes. Oh no, she passes for Gentile. She's, pa- she she's white passing. Yeah, she's. <laughs> she's. You white. say white passing? You never heard that phrase? No, I, I have heard it, but but not, but not usually from a with white, white child. <laughs> <laughs> not usually a white person referencing their white child. I did. Yeah, no, no, that's why it just threw me the. T- I mean, it only threw me the tiniest, tiniest bit. This whole podcast, um, to be honest, is white passing. <laughs> he's he's Irish. I know it's very white I, passing. I should show you guys. I got my twenty three and me done. Yeah. Um, have you guys done your 23 and me at all? She did, and her dad denied the fact that it said she was 1% sub, uh, Sub-Saharan African. He's like, they lo- they Googled my wife, you. My wife is too. Yeah. They, they, he said they Googled I her. I wish I'd known. I was 3% Sub-Saharan. I was 2% another another region of Africa. Mm-hmm. I was not as much Italian as mm-hmm. I thought at all. I was way more French, which makes a lot of sense for my impeccable taste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it does. If you look at your house, for sure. And then my mm-hmm. mom always told me that our grandma... And pension for adultery. My, my mom always told me that my grandpa was Native American oh, and he yeah. was left on a doorstep. But I have a very interesting anecdote about that because mine said no Native American. Not true. Well, here's what I talked to. I talked to some guy at... guy. Guy Branham's house, there was all these smart people at his house, and the guy told me at the Seder, he was like, oh, that's actually a known thing that Native Americans haven't been involved in a lot of the... Um, 23 and Me DNA 23 and me DNA oh, so testing. so that's how it doesn't so show up. So that's how it doesn't show up, because I thought maybe we had wrong oh. information. So my, anyway, hit me. What do you got? My father-in-law always puts himself on Facebook in a full, like, war bonnet. <laughs> Great. You always want that. And, like, no. leather breastplates, and he's like... Is he Native American? He says, it's not a costume, it's my heritage. And uh, we checked the 23 and me, and we're like, bro, it, it isn't just, your heritage either. It just really isn't. But see what I'm yeah. saying? You have to go with the anecdotal. Does but he like, have, like, is he beautiful half? War, but no, none. Oh. According to. But I'm telling you, they won't yeah. pick it up. Maybe. So you think it's just not detectable? Well, she's holding on. She's holding on to the possibility. Uh, yeah. What um, do you got? What was yours? Pure uh, Irish? Gonna, pure Irish snow? <laughs> Wisconsin? It's actually almost distressing because, you know, when you get a dog, you, you know, these dogs that are real dumb. Uh huh. And it's because they bred them too close. Like they never, you know. But Tom, you're incredibly smart, so this isn't going to be a good analogy. Mm, but I do forget a lot of stuff. I'm okay. <laughs> I did move to Wisconsin. Well, I did move to Wisconsin. <laughs> By the way, where, where my vote, where my counts. vote Thank counts you. a lot. You're lot. welcome. Yeah. Libtards everywhere yeah, else. No, you're right about. You don't have the chutzpah. And he's to, above um, the third parallel or whatever the fuck that place is where you're supposed to go at the end of the world. I don't know what world. that is. I don't know what that is. No, Wisconsin's good. Can you, can okay. you put me on the password? Oh, I was yeah, just going to do a little. Okay, oh, cool. yeah. So I don't want to say it out loud because obviously. Well, we find your. your um, the TMZ tour bus is going to start using your course. Wi-Fi as they come by. 
Um, while we while we find your twenty three and me, I will say I got Mayor Cutie's DNA done, and she was full on Shih Tzu three lines on half. So she was half. Do you hear what she said? Our dog was pure. She's been. <laughs> Clinging to this ever since she had. She where's had all the chihu- Where's the Chihuahua? On the, the other, other half. half. She's so like she's, she's a purebred on half. I'm like a mutt. No, That's what a mutt is. It's, but like to have three generations, it's she's she's like a, called like a Shih Tzu, lots of opsa Chihuahua mix. If you whatever that tap is. the little button up there that says ancestry report, okay. it's just like a punchline. You have to see it. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. He's Northwestern European. One hundred percent British, Irish. One hundred percent. Isn't that weird? You're two hundred percent white. I'm too. <laughs> I I actually I'm so white I broke the meter. Yeah, <laughs> I just said white. So if you need someone to get your daughter past the barricades, it's when like, the barricades go up, which is soonish, probably. Oh, Tom, just save us, please. Oh. Tom can't save us. No, but I can Could. get your daughter past the barricades. There you go. They'll be nice to us in the in the refugee camp because I'll be like, oh that's the guy from Reno 911. Mm-hmm. When I oh, did, oh my I, god, that's Scribble, the reading fairy, who's waving from a from the other side of the fence. All right, good luck, guys. <laughs> When I did ayahuasca recently, please one, go tell me. I'm sure you've talked about it on the pod. One of the women Great. raised raised her hand. I liked it. Yes, it was very poignant for me. Have you? I have not. And here's the thing: I used to love all kinds of fun things like that. You got what a teenager. I don't love snoring lines at 1515 Broadway. Uh, <laughs> verbatim, but uh, no, like my bachelor party, we took like stuff that nobody was ever okay from again. We had a bad. It's in the uh, Mike. Uh, uh, the movie Bad Trip that they made at uh, oh right yeah, yeah. we talked oh, about yeah. we talked about like bad some bad trips but I, I worry because a friend of mine told me that ayahuasca sometimes like I hear it's like a decade of therapy in like a minute or an evening but then also like a, a pretty good friend of mine said that the cabinets were trying to bite him it felt like <laughs> and I was like I don't want it the ca- like I've had the fun stuff and then I've also had the cabinets trying to bite me. I'm a little old to get bit by the cabinets. Mm. Mine was more like a woman letting me in and Mm -hmm. then she had to tell me stuff that was annoying. Did you throw up first? Yeah, I vomited once, but very cutely. Right, yeah. But what I was going to say is when you were sharing your experiences, Mm -hmm. one of the women said everyone had such different experiences. Like mine was Mm -hmm. telling me something very specific, like on a to-do list. Were you in a fun, like nice No, uh, we were in a garage and people were vomiting. Tell them the city. Oh, you're not allowed to tell them the city? I don't remember the city. Do you remember? Not what you wanted. Uh, uh, Mojave, California? It, it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like Topanga or Irwindale? Malibu. It was just like... No, we were in like a garage. We were okay. in a garage and like at one point I said to the woman next to me, I was like... Because you're like cramped in this circle and there's like two vases on either side of you and I found out they were they were. Did you have a celebrity buckets. guide and you don't have to say his name, but no. I think maybe I know him? No, okay. I did not. You're in your ayahuasca Okay, tent. so I'm in my ayahuasca okay. thing. Everyone's saying... Everyone has completely... The experiences could not be more different. One woman like the, 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 uh, the ghost of ayahuasca taught her what every chakra was you know like things like that happen i feel like she projected that she didn't (laughs) know she had that in her back pocket she's ready to go and she's like she was crying and now she knew what all the chakras were anyway talk to me when you are speaking fluent japanese because (laughs) then i'll believe it then i'll be a believer i want to see stuff that like a priest should get called (laughs) yeah Yeah, like you call a priest to get over like this level of ayahuasca so this woman says uh my experience was i was in in germany at the wall Mm -hmm. during the war Mm. and this woman was turning in Jews Mm. and then she felt bad and came to me crying. The wall that went up at at 
at the end of the war to okay I just <laughs> after, want to clarify after World okay because it didn't take her show her the history channel but and okay she cool, said cool, cool, the cool. woman mm-hmm. who turned in the Jews mm. came up to her the lady on ayahuasca and said I'm so sorry I did that will you clean my soul and then the woman said I was so grateful this happened to me because I always wanted to clean people's souls <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just saying she had that she had that teed up. That yeah, I bit. mean, mm-hmm. you, you, you think? Like, I'm just bit. saying, the, the well, experience. You thought it was real? That's what happened time, to her when she was on ayahuasca. Well, well, you, how could, don't be a seen, skeptic. You're a ghost believer. No, right? I'm not a skeptic. I'm a I major ghost believer. I've also definitely had past life experiences being super high. Yeah. yeah. One time, my. It sure. was more of a past life thing. My grandmother, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not my grandmother, my aunt, who is a Holocaust historian, Brindle, mm-hmm. the famous Brindle, mm-hmm. a man was in her house having a Shabbat meal. She, mm-hmm. Her whole life is dedicated to studying mm-hmm. the, uh, the Holocaust and all of her family. But, wait, but that's like every Jew. Sure, but she, she, her in particular, she's written books. Okay. Mm-hmm. This guy was talking about Auschwitz, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's like, your age. And he's like, yeah, when I was in Auschwitz. And she goes, what? Like, what? Wh- what? And he goes, oh, in a past life, <laughs> to a Holocaust historian. Like, there's got to be a limit no, of, your, of your woo-woo. It's oh, so yeah, bold. It's, pretty, it's a bold it's so move. Bold. It's a bold swing. It's like my father-in-law with his war bonnet. Yeah, yes, you could say it. You could say it in an ayahuasca circle, but don't go to a Holocaust historian and say it. Don't I repeat think. someone mm-hmm. else's experience on mm-hmm. a podcast. Saying, oh yeah, when I, when I was in when I was in Auschwitz, man, was that ever tough? Okay, someone's on the line. Tom, you're a great friend. You're still with working with the same guys you worked with in college. You are a happily married mm-hmm. man and a great father. Let's take a caller. We are going to call Grayson in upstate New York. All right, we got to get them to come to see your show at 1515 Broadway. Oh yeah. Fun. October How far is Grayson? 16, Grayson. October 16th, 17th, 18th. This is a thrill guys. This is a rare thrill. A rare I'm treat. I'm surprised you're in Wisconsin without a podcast. That would be something I know. to do. I know. I know. Plug in and go. You could just like interview people who like work at the hardware don't, store. For, don't. for a long time it was a status thing not having a podcast. Oh like <laughs> I don't need to do that. <laughs> I get that. Hey Grayson. Hey, Wait Grayson. no you live in Grayson. Wait is your name Grayson? That is correct. Hi, Grayson. Grayson. Hello, how are you? Thanks for taking this call on your bed. It's Hi, Grayson. A nice tableau you're setting. Thank you. Well, you have beautiful wallpaper and you all look great. Well, that's I, Tom Lennon there that looks, I would say, the best of all of us. Also, your pillow sham. I love the scallops. Really nice attention to detail. You got a lot going on. Thank you so much. Well, I love Reno 911. All right, well. He's saying thank you in sign language right now, just in case you're wondering. He's saving his sign language well, there was, for the podcast. there was a slight delay, so I didn't want to like, oh, you know how sometimes you know, when there's a delay and then we- yeah, Their delay isn't real, other. apparently. Oh, it's not real. So don't worry. Anyways, They're well, still there when we, in, yeah. Uh, All right, Grayson, kick it. How can we help you? Okay, so I relate a lot to Moshe's uh, previous struggles with commitment. And I'm in a new relationship. It's only been like three months and I'm seeing this person I really like. There's lots of green flags and, you know, it feels amazing. Um, But there's one, you know, thing we can't really resolve, which is that he really wants monogamy. Mm. And I've always been in open relationships and situationships, that kind of thing. And um, I was sort of hoping for your advice on how I could like, get over some of that maybe fear of commitment mm. Mm. well you have to ask yourself first too is it fear of commitment or is it that you just have joie de vivre and you really are more uh, you don't want that intimacy um 
No, I mean, he's the only person I really want to be with right now, um, which is what I keep telling him. Um, but he says he feels like he would feel more secure if we were monogamous. Mm. And he's made some concessions, you know, for me uh, that, I mean, to be fair to him, I probably haven't really made for him. Mm. Well, you know, on the like, like what? Open side. You know, like he's he's cool with me, you know, like texting whoever I want. He's cool with me, like dominating whoever I want. He's not mm-hmm. jealous. Yeah, I think that there's some jealousy, but well, I, you know, I, would, I think yeah. I don't want to hurt him either. You know, this is tough, especially like because I remember being like, if I could be the the boyfriend to all the girlfriends of my like teens and twenties and even thirties at fifty three, it would be such a different. I I'd so be such a different kind that. of boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, I so like, understand that. I was so jealous and so like young guy is he a guy is he like a, yeah, yeah um like, i mean we're both non-binary but sure. he's a key they pronouns but, you know there's also like some of your makeup you like you can't fight like your hormones and stuff right, like right like being like like weirdly jealous and mm-hmm. stuff like i was so insanely jealous all the time of like everything of every girlfriend ever and it was just weird. Like, it's weird. Like, if I look back at it now, it would be like, that was absolutely insane behavior. But I can only say that now at 53. <laughs> yeah, I relate to yeah. that. Not even, uh, jealousy was not a part of my makeup, but there are a million decisions I made or lines that I remember from dating where I go, oh my God, like if I had a, if I could just have the a little bit of the wisdom I have now, I would have never talked to that person that way. I've never treated that person and that way. I would way. have said, like, do the thing that you want to do. Yeah. And, like, if we both want to be here and do this thing, that's cool. And, I mean, I think being monogamous used to be more of a rule than maybe it is now. I don't, you know, I don't really know. Or at least they weren't talking anymore. about it, right? I mean, I think yeah. that's the the positive thing is that you're able to have this open communication with him about about it. I'm curious, though, you said that you don't have any desire to be with anyone but him right now, right? Yeah, that's true. And so you're you're kind of coming up against the fact that the, your desires for non-monogamy don't really have to do with your desires to hook up with other people, but to not be imprisoned by the concept of monogamy. Is that kind of correct? Yes, exactly. But that is that is monogamy is a concept that imprisons you. Like, yeah. so, like it. The the end of what it is is exactly the way the beginning of what you described it as too. It's like this. It's a it's a. I. I really relate to you too, Grayson, because it was a struggle for me. It was some. That wasn't even a struggle for me. It was something I had never done before. I had never tried it. I had never. Uh, my you relation, had never tried it. I had either. I never needed to try it. It was. It was simple for me because I was never in long term relationships. So either my relationships were short and monogamous, but they were never declared monogamous. It just didn't matter because they were so short, or they were long and open, and that was it. And then I. Then I met. And then I met you. At one eyed Jacks, um, in the arms of Tom mm-hmm. Lennon, and mm-hmm. uh, but and I, I was like, "It's cool, bro." Because <laughs> I remember that I've been married for about six years. <laughs> I have a child. Yeah, yeah it was a really. In, in, a I should moment. go back to my other family. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. what about the idea of wait? What do you mean dominating people? Like you, it's are, you, are we talking sex work? Or are we talking just like fun? What I don't get. What? No, it's for me. It's fun. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would do it for money for sure. I have, but mm-hmm. I um. You know, I also just do it because I 
enjoy it. But it's non. You're um, saying you don't hook up with those saying, people. You know, like okay with it, mm-hmm. but I, I can tell it does not make him comfortable. He's making mm-hmm. a concession to be with me. I see. What if you do like as a social experiment? Mm-hmm. And because here's some things you get from monogamy: you get like an ultimate trust. You don't have any of those questions. You know, it is you, a lot less to worry about sometimes. It's, yeah, it, there's yeah. That. There's uh, which is again being just a worry wart. It's just a less worrisome. It is a less Sometimes. worrisome proposition. For and you sure. can grow a little deeper with the person and get to know them a little more, especially with this person, because he wants it. And that's what he's used to. They're used to. I mean, I th- so I think that, you know, just even trying it for six months for them. That's the other thing. At um, You seem quite young to me. Like thinking things feel like forever is such a young person's game. You know, like it's such. Yeah, it I'm just 27. A, yeah, see, like I, I'm trying to remember. I I did not yet live in Los Angeles at 20. I, still I lived started in New York. comedy at 29, right? And I've been doing it for 35 years. Yeah, you're a huge deal, <laughs> Grayson. Have you never tried? Um, you've never tried monogamy officially. Is that right? No, never. Got it. I think and, the first movie I was in, I was 28. By the way, also just just so you know, things that are coming up on your could be like. Your entire life. Right. <laughs> yeah. But right. Grayson's cool and she thinks that if she is in a monogamous relationship, she's like Moshe doing the thing that is, you know, having our honeymoon and everyone else on the honeymoon bus has our, our exact same anniversary. And you just kind of feel like you're like right. basic, basic. And right. Is that right, Grayson? Is this like you feel like just like some other like. Or is it the fear of declaring that and that you don't have the option of pulling a, a, a ripcord? Yeah, it's that. It's that I I fear like not being able to just like do whatever I want. I fear losing that freedom. I relate you know? to I relate to that so hard. I want to do whatever I want. Here's what I you can, honey. 100%. <laughs> here's what I think, Grayson. This is my feeling uh about what you're saying. Um you've never tried monogamy. You don't want to be with other people. The only thing that is making you resistant to that label is fear. Fear is not a good motivator to make any life decision on. That's a good so, point. From my mm-hmm. from my perspective, like I should never be doing something. If I if you were telling me, "Look, I'm a, a non-monogamous person and I need to be with multiple people or I just don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. or whatever it is," that would be a kind of a different conversation, but you don't know what monogamy will feel like. I'm not a proponent or anti-monogamy, but you don't know what it'll feel like until you try it. You could say, and because you've got this kind of progressive, you know, sort of not only literally non-binary, but kind of metaphorically non-binary relationship with this person, you could do a non-binary version of monogamy, which is, hey, I've never tried this before, but I don't want to be with anybody but you. Can we be monogamous and check in about monogamy in six months and I'll see how I'm feeling? Because I only want to be with you. I guarantee that will make your partner feel loved, appreciated. They'll love it. Yeah, 100%. And And it also gives you the option of saying in six months, you know, I wasn't built like this or, you know, this is awesome or everything's fine. I'll keep going. Let's read up. We'll re up it for six more months. I think that's a really good suggestion. I wonder if he would be down for that. Um, thank you for that. Why wouldn't he be? He's like, no, I need eight months. <laughs> well, you know, I, I asked him for some time to like think about it when we had a conversation that sort of came to a head mm. about about this exact thing where he was like, I don't know if I really want to commit so much more time to a person when, you know, like maybe our values are so different and it would hurt so much more, mm-hmm. you know, if six months down the line you were like, I actually, hear what you're saying. 
don't want to date someone else or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can also phrase it like, let's check in mm-hmm. in six months or something, you know, like could, you don't have to be like, I'll give you six months. Could you get him on the phone now just so I could talk to him? <laughs> because I want to say like, hey, you're kind of seeing a 27 year old dominatrix. <laughs> and there's a lot of like 53 year old millionaires in the world that would do swapsies with you in a one second uh-huh. flat. But I hear it. Sometimes you forget there's a 27 year old dominatrix out there, just right, in the world, right in front of your face, right. in upstate New York. By the way, I actually wish I didn't know they were out there. By the way, it probably would be better. Grayson, uh, a, a more specific suggestion uh, is October 17th, right? Oh, come down. To it's New coming York down City, to New yeah. York City and seeing the state yeah, at the, the, uh, state. the Paramount Times Square. Yeah, but Paramount that's Times neither here nor there. And that would be a great date for this person that uh, who whose heart you're trampling on. Now, I um, I'm curious though. Uh, He's he's telling you, here's what I want. And you're saying, I'm scared to give you what you want, but I don't want anything else. So it's like, I think, listen, I think you can just, I, I don't know if monogamy is for you, but I can tell you as a person who has never tried it before and then did it, it's not as scary and it's not as... Um, imprisoning as you think it is it's 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 just a different it's a different mode and so i think i definitely less stds there are less less stds STDs. and it does free up some parts of your brain for a couple other things yeah Yeah. because i I look back at the part of my life where it was only like there was really one goal all the time right you know and you weren't learning piano no, <laughs> I had no novels on the New York Times bestseller list. Yeah, exactly. I was waking up funny places. Yeah, I was waking up. I knew more. I, yeah. Give it a shot, honey. All right. Good luck to you. All right. Thanks so much for that, your advice, you guys. I hope it was helpful. I really think like I think the primary thing to focus on is like you shouldn't make life decisions based on being scared of what it means about you. You should do things because you want to do them, not because you right. are afraid of not doing them. Moshe just doesn't want you to get off the line. And as also as Axel Rose, <laughs> as Axel Rose says so beautifully, nothing lasts forever and we both know hearts can change. And it's hard to hold a candle in the cold November rain. So just remember like... And Grayson's like, who is Guns N' Roses? It doesn't matter. It, does, it will never matter. <laughs> All right, good luck. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for so calling. Thanks for your advice. That was helpful. Good. And okay, I agree good. with Moshe like 90% of the time, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to hear that. Offline with me. I need to be dominated. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, Thanks, you guys. Bye. Goodbye. Um, yeah, that was fun. I thought that was helpful. Yeah, you know? sure. I mean. I wish that I was like that, that I really wanted. Me too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Me too. I mean, I. To be I, a dominatrix? No, to, to just be more open, to not be so traditional. Like, mm. I, I w- I've never asked a guy out. Like, you know, Grayson's asked someone out oh, before. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. I, 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 well, I see. I mean, it's just so interesting. I think I'm a little bit older than both of you, maybe yeah. substantially. By like four years or something. Oh, really? Okay. But I do feel like, oh, man, I just see the way the, the young people live now, and it's really interesting to me. I'm like, oh. In a good just, way. Yeah. Oh, they're just completely different. Like a lot of like old weird rules or just don't really seem to exist anymore, which is it's just cool. But yeah. I, and I cool think this is, it is cool. And this is kind of the backlash to that, which is that sometimes you can become so per- stuck in your identity as a progressive person mm-hmm. that something that sounds like something like a guy saying, will you be monogamous? Sounds like you're going to church. Yeah. You know, it's like you <laughs> no. can't, you, you got to find a balance in yeah, both it's not directions. Quite that either. <clears throat> yeah. Cause I'm just like, in a way, like, yeah, just it's how does that not get messy where they're like getting dressed up and going out and then you're like, OK, see you in two days or you live together and they're still like dating yeah. other people. It, it, just it just seems annoying. Remember, like if you think it's not like when it's not like a game of freeze where 
if I was if I got stuck with the person I was dating at twenty seven, oh my god, it was Anna, the dental hygienist, the twenty two year old dental hygienist from La Cunada. Oh fucking Anna! <sighs> she was actually wonderful. <laughs> I think of her every day. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, sweet Anna, um, the dental hygienist. Well, Tom, here's what we could do. We could either take another call or we could... Let's do two secrets and a call. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh? You know how you've been trying to manually unsubscribe me from a razor blade company for the past 17 months? Yeah, I don't have your secret password. Yeah, if you're having a difficult time unsubscribing or even remembering what you're subscribed to, we want to recommend Rocket Money to you. Yes, we signed up for Rocket Money and found out about all these things that we were subscribed to that we didn't even realize. Money that was just might as well be throwing it in the dang trash can. And we got to get out of that dang trash can and into the honey can. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Everybody's talking about Rocket Money. Try it for free for 30 days. Just enough time to see some results and then you can completely forget about it in fact you could be wasting money and not even realizing it rocket money helps you find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for ones you don't use and over three million people have used rocket money saving the average person up to 720 a year why would you not want an extra 720 dollars a year you know what i would do with 720 dollars let me guess uh buy another rv buy a bunch of razor blades in person <laughs> the old-fashioned way go to rocketmoney.com slash honeymoon and get all them dang subscriptions thrown out and start afresh stop throwing your money away cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash honeymoon rocketmoney.com slash honeymoon hi natasha and laura and Moshe. <laughs> Um, so, so my secret is that I'm faking or really exaggerating a dog allergy to avoid dating someone. So this guy is super fun and super hot and other stuff, if you know what I mean. But he's not really at all dating material for me because, amongst some other things, he uses the word crypto a lot and hot button topics like RFK. <laughs> When I pretend to be interested while I sit and pretend to be interested. And I assumed if I played it cool, it could be perfectly casual and great. But then I gathered that he started to like me. So because I love self-sabotage and I'm not particularly warm around dogs and I'm kind of allergic to some kinds, I decided to start playing up this allergy a ton and rubbing my eyes and using it as an excuse to leave. And then I did it again, and I, you know, did the whole the whole thing. And then he asked how I would was doing the next day, and I would be like, terrible, the worst ever. Meanwhile, I was totally fine. So basically now he only comes to my house, and only sometimes. So it's a perfect situation and mission accomplished. Okay, bye. Okay, so I actually did this. With the, a dog allergy? <laughs> well, but it wasn't really fake. So, he, oh my God. So I, my ex-girlfriend, uh, Gabby, who's a great, great writer. Uh, Not as great as Anne of the Dental hy- Hygienist, though. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anne of the Dental Hygienist was, uh, she was Armenian. Sure. 
And uh, Armenian girls don't have sex before marriage ever. Mm. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> I'm sure there's Which one. Which makes it uh, like every everything is like American Ninja Warrior because you have to be creative about everything. It was mm. fan- it was the greatest time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> A 22 year old Armenian dental hygienist. I was 27. We're all we're all in the game. Everybody's spry. And there's only one thing you can't do, which is the the thing, the act, the act. But you can do can't. everything else. Anything, literally everything else. Oh, you just, everything, but everything just becomes like a weird, you know. It's like it was it was a great time for the America. Um, <laughs> but so uh, Gabby, my uh, my last girlfriend, which is true, I've been married for 22 years, but Gabby is my girlfriend right before that. Um, great, great writer, super funny. Uh, she had cats, and it, it did become a problem in the relationship because I'm super allergic. So then I started going to get shots. She was like, why don't you, if you love me, you'd get the shots. And I had said I loved her and I did love her. So I start getting the shots. <laughs> oh my God. So I start going every Wednesday to Cedar sinai and I'm Ugh. afraid of elevators. So I've got to walk up like eight floors to Dr. Eich's office and I'm getting injected with cat oh blood my God. and cat farts and they just keep. Ugh. What's a bigger deal breaker, mm-hmm. Natasha? Someone who... You can do anything but actual intercourse with, or someone from you can have intercourse with, but you have to get injections every time you do it. <laughs> that was what was happening. It was verbatim <laughs> what was happening. That's terrible. So, so mm-hmm. it was. You have to get injected with cat whiz every time you make. I would have to do that. I'd go to I'd go to Doctor Eich's at Cedar Sinai. Walk up. All the horny on your way up. So horny. <laughs> Don't tell me you would have never met Jenny if you would have. If, 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 if this, Gabby, if hadn't Gabby had didn't cats. have the cat. Oh, issue. interesting. Well, there's a real sliding door situation. Yeah, you here, probably guys. shouldn't answer that. This is a giant sliding doors kind of. Well, let's get back to Anna. So, Anna. <laughs> anal, anal Anna. Let's get back. Well, I never did that either, though, well, by the way. What the hell? But then, also, th- then there's just also stuff I'm not into. Yeah, yeah. There, there so, you go. <laughs> you, need, you know you need to talk to about that stuff. Yeah. Grayson from The Last Call. Yeah, we got to. We'll, we'll <laughs> That'll get you into it. But so here's the thing. Um, the pretending the allergies, that's only going to work for a little while. Right. You know, because eventually I became immune to cat whiz. Mm. Uh huh. And but not to the cat allergy. No, 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 no. The cat allergy started. It got less and less and less because I'd gone. I, I to prove my love, I went and got all these shots. Interesting. I'm like prove my love, but while I'm doing that, we're also kind of like, I'm. Doctor Mengele and, and took th- it away from you. And you're thinking, what am I doing? Right? It's like it's a yeah. quality of life disruptor in a way. Yeah, and then it's also like everybody you just meet and you like, it's going great. You're like, I'm gonna go get fucking shots for you. And then you know, like, go. By the time that the shots are done, like eight months later, you're like, you're not, you're out of the not, honeymoon phase. You yeah, mean? you're yeah. not in the the, the honeymoon isn't as endless fucking, as it seemed. I'm not getting fucking needles go, put in me for you. I'm still going back to Doctor Eich's a bunch of times a week, and now we're just sitting here having like cold Chinese food. <laughs> and like, okay. We haven't slept together in weeks. <laughs> no. it's mo- now it's just me and mostly the cat. That's very funny. Well, like, I I have to say, like, I really respect when women know that they're like they've someone's reached a line that they're not willing. Crypto. Yeah. And like, I hope that my daughter too, like that, because people will definitely be in a situation like this and they will become their boyfriend for a year and a half. Oh yeah. Oh, sure, sure. And and I think that I did that. And then you, or you spend six months dating people, then six months trying to get rid of them. I don't think you did that because I knew one of your other boyfriends. I mean, I weren't turning into that dude at all. What? Well, I'm just. Oh, maybe you did in other before that. But we not mention I get furious. I get like literally I vibrate with rage whenever I don't think, but I don't think the concept of her was, dating other people comes up. Yeah. 
Well, all I'm saying is I think it's really good to know yourself. And I hope that for my caller, I hope my daughter is like you in the sense that she knows. That she fakes a cat allergy fake, so she <laughs> can fuck a loser. <laughs> he's hot. She's, he's satisfying. Fake me, illness but she's so not, that you can bone a crypto guy and then get the hell out of, the hell out of there. <laughs> all right. Let's play another secret. Secret two. Hi, guys. So I have a daddy fetish, Tom. I suppose, and I come from a household that was raised by two mm. lesbian women that mm. never knew my dad. And I've had opportunities, like I've just like thought about it. Like I've had friends who are from donor babies and like found a million siblings and stuff. And I was like, oh, that'd be cool, I guess. But like in reality, I kind of like need to maintain the daddy fantasy. <laughs> um, I think about if these random men could be my brother or my father. Once I've become an actual daddy, mm-hmm. I've literally never met anybody who's into daddies ever. You just never do. <laughs> once like, it you, never once came you cross up, the Rubicon? <laughs> <laughs> it never came up again. It's never come up. There's a period where I had like a beard. I've got a baby Bjorn. I'm a literal dad. And I've never met anybody. Sometimes you'll see people post like, oh, daddy's doing something. I've, it's never come up. In it never life. bothered me. I've, I'm sure I've t- I must have told this story before. Laura, stop me if you've heard this one. But I, it never bothered me. I always thought it was kind of hot if a girl would like say like daddy or whatever. And I went out on, on a date with this one girl and we were hanging out and somehow her father came up. I mean, very innocuously. Mm. It's like, oh, hey, you're, mm. you're, what's your dad do? And she goes, he died when I was seven. Uh, he died when I was 10. I wish he died when I was two, the piece of shit. Oh. And it was like this very weird, like very weird. Anyway, so what, what later kind that- of acting did she do? <laughs> very very accurate very accurate i'm aware so then we yeah. slept together that night mm-hmm. and she was in a literal like muppet baby's voice going like oh daddy and i go i go i go uh, i go uh-uh like i'm very open I'm, I'm very i'm very open sexually and i'll let but i stopped her i go i'm sorry i can't with the daddy before and the voice i just can't it's not it's not working for me it was like why would you do the voice? She it was like that. That's, oh, that it that, was that wrecks it. It wrecked it. It, it was it done got wrecked. Yeah, that done got wrecked. Sorry, honey, that happened. You to got well, grown up. If yeah. it listen, it's much like Tom's story about injecting cat piss. Mm-hmm. Had I not met Oh Daddy Girl, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been ready mm-hmm. when you came along. A real a real oh, woman. It was Muppet Babies. <laughs> oh, that's what it sounded Muppet like. Muppet Babies voice. All right, should we do uh, one more okay, call? Okay, yeah, we have one more that's call. Fun. Tom, if you got it in you, I do. You got it. Oh, but it was like, can you just hide your? Yeah. Yeah, but we can cut anything, and no, it's, it's not live. It's just live and direct. Have you seen the uh, Beastie Boys documentary? It's really good. I mean, I really like it. It's really yeah, it's cool. Did you, you watch Trainwreck: The Story of Woodstock '99? Yes, <gasps> that's great. That's oh, wait, fantastic. That. You did see. Wonderful. You watched it with me. I Everybody gets trench mouth. Oh, that was so good. That was so good. And all for they're like playing all for the nookie oh. and like getting sick of dysentery. Oh, corn is that? That's <laughs> so their great. Corn? Oh. Okay, we're gonna call Rebecca in Toronto. She's gonna have. She, I feel like all Canadians are just they have good hearts. You think? I do, I really do. They're all can, good people. I feel people. like I can pass for Canadians. You are like a Canadian. I seem, don't I seem sort you of do Canadian? seem yeah. vaguely Canadian? Well, look how you've seen how white. That's yeah, crazy. is weird. All ca- Canadian. He seems like no. We're else from California. Okay, fine. Hello. Do you have a good heart? Me? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, we th- I, I can tell. You do. You 100% do. Hi, Rebecca. You were right. Hi, Rebecca. It's it's Natasha, Moshe, and Tom Lennon. Oh, my God. Hi. Hi. I'm a huge fan. 
Of okay. who and in order? <laughs> It's okay. We know. Uh, well, I'm I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the podcast, uh, but also you. Oh, Tom. Tom, the one and only. Rebecca, what's up, and how can we help you? Um. Okay. So okay. So I've been listening for for a long time, and I'm kind of dealing with. Um, so so last year I went through a breakup, 2022. And um, I remained like really good friends with my ex. So so we we broke up, I think, November. And then since after that, you know, we're always hanging out. We like went on a couple of trips, which I guess is kind of weird. I don't know. Um, yes. And I and sorry, I, I was agreeing that it's weird. <laughs> oh, I was I was worried that you might not approve. Natasha. I love that part. The after you broke up and then you'd like, oh, I love that part. Okay. Oh, you like it. I love that part. Okay, go you ahead. You like that part of the relationship? It's the best part. You already broke up, but then you're like, <laughs> oh, that's you're like, you're like, hey, should we just goof around for a minute? Oh, it's okay, but I mean, don't take my advice. Well, that's the problem that that it just feels good, you know. And I feel like even now I'm I'm finally like getting to know him, even though we were together for like five years. We lived together, um, and I so I I did date someone after him. Um, he ended up being like a stalker, so I'm kind of like off dating right now. Um, and then, but he's still he's still like out there and stuff. And I I definitely know he's going on dates, and I'm just like. Like how am I, I? I just I can't see myself like navigating or like seeing him with someone else. I don't think I don't think I want to be with him still. But like we had a lot of issues. Um, but I'm just kind of you know no one can give me uh, good advice. I feel on that because it's like such a weird. A lot of my friends are his friends too. So, are you hanging know. with him right now out of habit, or do you just love so many things about his companionship? Oh, um, no, I do. I do like a lot of things about his his presence. Like he's very supportive, um, and we have we have fun together. Like our families get along. So, we, so we went on. We went to New York. We went to London, and like both of our families were there. So we were all hanging out. Like it feels very natural. But you're, you're you're hanging out with each other's families abroad, like with uh, after a breakup. He's not your brother, right? <laughs> no, no, he's not my brother. Okay. It almost feels like if you guys had a kid and you were co-parenting, this sounds ideal. But like, why are you together? You know, like w going on vacation. It's like you're. Yeah, you met one stalker, but that doesn't mean you need to take a break from I'm seeing people that aren't your ex-boyfriend. This, this Tom, well, I, I would just say there was, you know, there's a couple of relationships in my life where, you know, there there are those times where you don't see each other, you, like you make an effort to not see each other for six months or a year or something like that, and you see how it goes, and you definitely see other people, and mm -hmm. you know, there there's a, a a weird conversation that I have with my son, which was, um, you know, I said. My son is now 14, and I was like, I know, it's crazy. Literally can't believe that. I know. The last time I saw him, he was like an infant with an iPad at, a, at Stella. I know, right? <laughs> so crazy. Um, <laughs> and our child was negative 10. <laughs> negative 10. Uh, and so, you know, it was just like, but I said, the one thing that I wish, I said, you know, I'm, I'm still friends with every ex-girlfriend of mine for my entire life. And I just hope that that's true for you, too. I hope that, that you'll nice. be... 
someone who is a friend to everybody first and yeah. after whatever happens. So, but but th- so that's good. It might be that- good to like, you know, like really, you know, go cold turkey for a while and then come back and then re-examine it. You I, know? I I'm with like, you. By the way, that's like and it could get way better. That's like yeah. brilliant father advice to your son. Oh, honestly, oh, that's really smart. And um, but I the same thing. I thought this is this is why you don't stay in a romantic entanglement with somebody that you say you want to not be in a romantic entanglement with. Your parents are like, oh, he's so nice. Are you sure you guys don't want to be together? Yes, exactly. It's just exactly how it's convenient for everybody else. And it's convenient for you too. (laughs) To be fair, it's convenient for you too, because I always, I always describe it as there's like, once you're with someone, you have a portal uh, energy portal between your genitals like there's so li- it's what you're talking about Tom like mm-hmm. oh the, that feels so good because mm-hmm. there's so little barrier mm-hmm. but there's none of the like courtship and getting you already have done it 10,000 times so it's so easy for you to do it again but it's going to always create a situation where you're kind of you're not getting the full benefits of being in a relationship but you are getting the negative benefits of it like being jealous of him dating or whatever so yeah, i think e- you either have to choose okay i'm going to be uncomfortable when I, you have three choices i'm going to be uncomfortable when i see him with somebody else because i'm currently sleeping with him too because i can't stop uh a b you know what this guy's awesome i need to be with him i, I, I made a mistake breaking up with him let me get back together with him or c Stop it for a while, at least enough for you to get your all of your hooks, all of your emotional hooks out of him. And I'd like to add on that one, stopping it for a while and taking a little bit of stock, like what are the issues you had with him and what would need to change and be very clear about that, because if you know what it is and. Maybe he would change. I don't know. But maybe you could also be looking for people that have those qualities that seem to be it must be pretty big issues and we don't have to get into it for you to like crypto. not be willing to to have him as a boyfriend because you guys it certainly seems like it's easy it would be easy for this guy to be your boyfriend it sounds like and yet he isn't yeah yeah well i think that the the pro it just super super quick basically like you know we we, we went we lived in the pandemic to, together like we lived through the pandemic together i guess and and I like like I injured him accidentally, and so <laughs> wait, how, how, how? we need to go way more way more details. <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. Uh, so he was so we had like a fight the night before because I like told my mom that his dad was sick, and he was like, "Why are you talking to your mom about it?" Anyway, and then to to like make up, he was like in the bathroom, and he's like, "Do you want a hug?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And so I like went down and I hugged him. But then I, when I hugged him, I accidentally like, like, like my shoulder, like kind of hit his Adam's apple. And like, <laughs> he was in pain for like several months. Uh, how, did you leave, how did you leave this I part out of the I think the, I believe him. But I, I, I'm super excited about this. But I'm excited, about uh, I'm excited to hear how this happens. But I also don't believe you so you linebacker checked his Adam's apple and he was incapacitated for several for months? months. Yeah, literally. And 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 so every and he's he's like a pretty thin guy, yeah, right? Obviously. And, like, and I'm like a little, you know, I'm like very like sturdy and stuff. And so one might say too sturdy. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> tell him. Could, could we get him on the phone, please? <laughs> he can't. He lacks the energy to pick up a telephone. He needs to man up a little bit. <laughs> also, it's like, weird that this happened. Howie, you hurt my you hurt my necky. But is he, and, not 
You can't mean it could have been a freak accident. No, Andy was already no. mad at her though. That's are, why wait, I don't think it was a freak accident. I are you? I think it's. Mm. Are you Italian? No, no, I'm not. Actually. Okay. No, I was gonna really. say yeah, because sometimes Italians can hurt their partners without even knowing because it's it's just a part of the culture, you know. You mean like when they're abusive to their wives? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of the joke I was. Oh my gosh, are you guys gonna be the next Depp Heard trial? Please be that. Please be that. Oh, oh that God. would be fun. <laughs> No, no, I swear. Oh. No, no. I mean, definitely super freak accident. I I, I am very clumsy and that was like a problem. And, and I think he always felt like, honestly, it was kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy because I always felt like, you know, I'm going to like hurt him one day and then it happened. And then, oh, you know. come on. No, that's that's You guys need shit. to take like three months yeah, off. Yeah, take three months off. This is really obvious. There's two, there's, <laughs> this is a weird relationship. Did he, by the way, should I just ask, had he lived on the International Space Station for a year so his, <laughs> he was just so brittle when he came back that he wasn't couldn't be touched? Had, well, no, to be fair, he hadn't had vitamins A, <laughs> D, or C for had, over six years at that scurvy. point. He had scurvy. Okay. <laughs> he came back from yes. the North Pole and had scurvy. Yes. Okay. Uh, if okay. you Patted him on the shoulder would have broken his clavicle. And you don't have to tell us, but how he handled this is also a testament as to what kind of guy he was and if he threw it in your face yeah. a lot and if he made you feel bad about it, you know, that's it made would you be feel hard, though, guilty. To, to his credit, I'm agreeing with 99% of what you're saying, Natasha, but if you gave me a hug and injured my <laughs> Adam's apple for several months, it would be difficult for me to not eventually start being like, you know, you did this to me, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I broke my wrist doing Heather Graham's second to last movie. I've been in two Heather Graham movies now uh-huh. and I broke my wrist on the last day of her movie and I never told her about it. See, now she knows. Going, I'm just Look saying at that. it's just something adult men don't it have could, to do. It could have been like that. <laughs> You're an adult man. You don't have to go. <laughs> no, that's funny. So, so they're in a relationship and he's got a neck brace on for nine months. And she's like, what's wrong, baby? He's like, nothing. I'm fine. <laughs> Sorry, we're making fun I'm of you. Up. No, we like him. We like him. We um, like him. I like but you more, though. I think everybody's saying the same thing, which is the reason that this is so complicated is because you've complicated it by not actually ending it. It's not over. You didn't um, stop seeing him. You never broke up with him. You just like weirdly transitioned the rules. You need a break. That's just clear. But a long, a, a real hard long hiatus will either make it reveal itself it will reveal itself yes you maybe will at the end of that will be like i want that i want that brittle bone little boy ichabod crane (laughs) (laughs) ichabod crane i want to throw a whole pumpkin at this little ichabod yeah but you need a break it's so clear to us okay okay yeah i think i mean yeah i guess what you said natasha at the beginning i didn't even think about it about like whether do I really like spending time with him or is it just habit? Mm. But yeah, okay. Even, I guess even I'll, even I'll try. Even to compound that, you've gone back into the dating pool and you dated someone that sucked. And so now you're like, oh, okay, either I see this guy who I should be breaking up with or I see no one. I don't get mm-hmm. intimacy. I don't get uh, uh, yeah. uh, emotional or sexual fulfillment. I'll just be alone. Well, that's hard and it's easy to slip back into that. But you're not going to find someone cool out there if you're still half a girlfriend to this uh, fragile mm-hmm. little man. Point. And what's that's the best way? Do you have a good, easy, simple text, Moshe, that she can send him? So she doesn't have to get embroiled yeah, in some new drama. I think it's simple. Tom, you probably could and you could do it. It's like I'm I'm feeling jealous even thinking about you with other people. I think that's weird because we're not together. I need to take a few mm-hmm. months to myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we need to it. stop seeing each other for I mean, duh, it just seems like right? 
I would just like, yeah, not know. You what would to just say. never text him again. <laughs> just ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I ghosted before that was a thing. Before yeah. it had a name. <laughs> before Jonathan Vice um, invented them. Uh, Jonathan Vice tours, uh, New Orleans. Uh, That's our real recommendation to you. Take a trip to New York on October seventeenth to go see the state live. And then go straight. Then down straight to New Orleans, the Mississippi River. Mm-hmm. Where Moshe proposed to me. Right oh, where so I proposed. At, at the river. At Old Irene's. No, we left. We, we went to the river. We went down the river. That's and where that's Lilo's where. ashes are. Lilo, who got baptized Aww. next door. My... Okay, I'm going to hold you here for a second, Rebecca. <laughs> Rebecca, <laughs> stand by. So stand by. So my <laughs> first ever dog got baptized uh, here at your residence. We have ba- uh, dog baptisms dog uh, baptism. every few years. And the reason that... The reason and, that you have mm-hmm. Rebecca here still is the way your dog died was that she pet him once. Yeah. yeah and he, didn't, he instantly yeah. died. And then uh, Lilo's ashes are scattered at the moonwalk in it might New be, Orleans where uh, you guys got... It might be hit. literally where we... That's so sweet, well actually. Do you oh, ever go back and visit? To I was in New think, Orleans this spring. And do, do you, you go visit? down there to the river? Every time. We should Aww. go down to the river and revisit our love. Oh, that was know so that, cute. Know that you're kneeling on my dead dog. <laughs> <laughs> you are kneeling... With your like Lilo Ash on on, on my on let's my bring Yorkie. cutie. Oh, cutie! All right. Well, All right. Rebecca, we hope we've helped. Yes, thank you very much. Okay. Okay. Bye, bye, bye. honey. I almost bye. I almost said ciao because I just ciao. decided she was Italian. You did decide she was Italian, which was weird. <laughs> there was a lot of things happening. Yeah. At first, she was Bolivian to me. Then she was Israeli. Then she was Italian. Was I really moving, wanted to know. And when I said, mm-hmm. "Are you Italian?" I wanted her to volunteer the information, and she mm-hmm. didn't. And I respect her for that decision because it wasn't my business. Didn't didn't there was no follow up. Uh, well, Tom, I am so glad that you got to come to our house. Go see the state on tour. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the sta- uh, it, well, the easiest way is just go to the dash state.com and that leads to all the tickets and all the info and honestly yeah and if also you're, if, you're, if, if you're looking these are big venues so if you're looking for like ooh, where am i going to meet cool people who oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. use it as like because most always makes fun of me that people like can only online date and like where are they supposed to go go meet people where there's like the best like comedy started right. with these guys but this, that's what's cool as about we it. know it mm-hmm. we have a lot of very young listeners and it's mm-hmm. like if you you're a fan of comedy and you haven't been to a, a, a sketch show like to, oh, be be the 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 state, yeah. to, to be able to see the state is such a cool chance to see them. Li- I mean, when's the last time you toured? True we Masters. We haven't toured in a long time. We uh, we did play, like, we played Sketchfest. Right. We played Festival Supreme. So it's not, you know, like, it's a, it's a rare thing, but it, it does happen. It's going to be awesome. It's Wait, and also, can I just say tickets. really quickly, improv is new, right? Like, people weren't doing improv how you guys do it in the 50s. We also didn't, we nev- the state never improvised. It's a ca- very carefully scripted sketch wow. show. Wow. So a uh, weird detail about the state um, is we just, Rolling Stone put out a list of the the 21 worst decisions in, the, the 50, excuse me, the 50 worst decisions in television history and the state go, moving from uh, MTV to CBS was number 21. Wow. Wow. So Rolling Stone put us as the 21st worst decision wow in television history which is like a pretty like that's a pretty good list that's so interesting whose decision was that yours or ai AI. (laughs) (laughs) a bunch of editors at rolling stone and i was like as soon as i saw it i was like i I knew it was a bad decision yeah i didn't Mm. know it was like legendarily like museum quality well make a good decision go get a ticket the state the dash state state Com. And, and if you have a secret, give us a call 213-222-8608. Or if you have some sort of issue and you don't know how to deal with it, call us. Email us. Email us at endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail. Be a part of our Patreon. Listen to us on YouTube. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>